All right, everyone, what is up? And welcome back to the Square Sports Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Bank, coming at you. We're uh, going to be bringing the show back for some NFL and potentially college football action. Today, we're going to start off a little bit of a week one preview for the NFL. We're going to get straight back into things. And I'm here joined by my co-host, the Sandman. Yes, sir. How's it going, everyone? Uh, excited to get back into football, finally. It's been, it seems like it's been longer than normal, even though it hasn't been, but just ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, been a, off season has been a grind. It's been weird. No preseason. Haven't had a chance to see any of these teams. So uh, week one seems like a lot more of a shot in the dark, but oh, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm real excited for it. I can't wait. Of course. I, I feel like preseason in, in general is not, a, is not as good of a metric as we think it is. So maybe, maybe it'll help. We'll see. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's, it's, I definitely don't think it's like the most important thing at all. It's just, Nice. There's also not as much coming out of camps and stuff about yeah, exactly, exactly, playing well and all that stuff. Um, but I guess we can just get right into it. Um, what we're gonna do this week is we're just gonna take five week one picks, uh, give I guess a little bit of reasoning for it, um, and then a couple of futures from each of us, um, and then at least with like the week by week, if we continue to do the podcast throughout the season, um, we'll just keep track of all of our records and things like that. Um, it'll just be a little competition uh, between us two, and then we'll also probably have some guests on and and stuff. So uh, we'll definitely be tracking these plays and letting you guys know how we're doing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I guess let's just get it kicked off right away. Uh, you want to touch on your first uh, bet for week one? Yeah, so my first bet is the Bears plus three against the Lions. Um, I'm not really sure. This line kind of confuses me, which makes me feel not so great about it. Um, I would have thought it would be closer to just to pick them. But uh, in general, I just think the Bears will be better than they were last year. People like people hate on the Bears last year, but they, they ended up 8-8, eight and eight, like, which isn't bad. Obviously, they were expected better, but I think they're still like a decent football team. Um, I think they're a better team than the Lions. Um, seems like the Lions, in my opinion, come – every year overhyped and I know Stafford was out mostly last year but um, I think Trubisky maybe can develop into an average quarterback this year which with that defense is really all you need uh, it's his last shot um, and I just think he'll he, he won't be as bad as last year um, in this was third or fourth year now. Thanking on Trubisky for your week one pick that's always a bold strategy. Yeah I, I, I don't even see I don't even need Trubisky like last Last year, yeah, they lost week one, 10 to three against the Packers, or even seven to three, I'm not sure. But uh, I just think that defense is going to be there, uh, like always. The Bears have won the last four matchups against the Lions, and there really hasn't been all that much turnover with either team. Um, yes, maybe they didn't have Stafford for one or two of the games last year. Um, but like I said, the last two seasons, the Bears have dominated the series. Um, and then going off that game, I'll just give my next pick. I have the Bears under 44, and like I said, I don't think Trubisky will be – he'll be good. He'll be okay. He's not going to be great. Bears aren't going to be putting up many more than 28 points. Um, and, again, just like I said before, that Bears defense. Um, last year, the Bears allowed 13 – or there was 13 combined points in the Bears opening matchup against the Packers, um, and the Bears, Bears games totals went under 44 11 times last year and only over 44 four times. Uh, and I don't really think this Lions team is an elite offense by any means. They're 
maybe a little bit above average, but um, yeah, I just think the trends point to the under, um, and I don't see the Lions scoring any more than 21 points in this game. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I agree that uh, I don't think the Bears are going to put up a lot of points, but actually I'm going to come in with a disagreement right away on your uh, Bears plus three ticket, and Obviously, you're not getting the best of the line here if you're taking the Lions, but I do think that the Lions are going to win this game. And with where the line opened up around, like, pick them or minus one for the Lions, obviously would have been a better pick. But uh, I think this is a team that me and Sandman have pretty different opinions on. And yep. he made he made me look like the square one by uh, talking about all the overhype that's probably coming for the Lions. But I do think it's going to be a big difference for them having – Matthew Stafford back. He performed very well at the beginning of last season, first eight and a half weeks he played. And I just think that, uh, especially like him and Galladay, I think they're going to have a great chemistry this year. And having Marvin Jones as well is just always good. I think Hawkinson is going to have a good year. I'm on Hawkinson and Galladay big in fantasy this year. I just think that this uh, Lions team is going to come out and actually compete in the NFC North. And, you know, maybe they won't put up put up eight, nine wins, whatever. But I think they're going to be competitive, and I think they're going to start off the season right at home. Home field advantage this year, not going to be the biggest factor, obviously. No fans, things of that nature. But I think the travel is going to be the biggest thing. And uh, we'll see how Matt Nagy and the Bears handle that week one. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm fading Sandman. I'm taking Lions minus three yeah, as my I mean, first pick. I mean, you're, t- you're taking the favor. I think that says a lot about you as a capper as, me, as well as me taking the dog. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Interesting. But I don't know. I just that Lions defense is not any better. Um, they lost Darius Slay. Yeah, they got Akuda, but that's still a downgrade at least at this point. Um, and I don't know. I just don't see how. I mean, maybe for this game, I don't necessarily think the defense comes into play that much. But when you talk about them competing for the NFC North, I just don't see that happening. Um, with this division having three average to above average defenses bordering on elite, uh, not the Packers, but the Bears for sure. I just, I don't see how, I know offense, you think offense wins games in the NFL. I still think defense plays a big role. And with that terrible of defense, I don't, I don't know how they compete, but we'll see. I, uh, if you want to make a friendly wager on the pod, I heard you say, you don't think the Lions correct 21 points. I would love to put some money down on that with you. In this game? Yeah. Um, I mean, at the over-under of 44 and the Lions plus three or minus three, they're projected two, but I would put a, so I'm getting the, I'm getting the short end of the stick here, but sure. Uh, if you want to do let's, let's put it, let's put the team total at, uh, how about we say, well, well 22 and a half is kind of irrelevant. I'll, I'll give, I'll oh. put 20, I'll put 23. How about 23? Yeah, sure. That's fine. I'm All confident. Right, first, first, first crossfire of the pod it's going to be me lions team total over 23 week one sandman's got the under we'll uh track that one unit bet and see uh how that goes along the course of the season yeah um then i guess i'll go and right get right into head to my next play um this is probably one of my favorite plays of the week um i have the packers vikings under 46 um, if you look at the last three years of this matchup, um, which is really as far back as you should look uh, with all the turnover going down in the la- oh, more than three years ago, but uh, the last six matchups were 23-10, so under, 21-16, under, 24-17, under, 
29-29 over, 16-0 under, 23-10 under. So it's unders five and one in the last six. Um, I think the Packers are really going to be run heavy this year, especially in week one. You know, not Rodgers isn't going to be in his best rhythm as opposed to last year, last couple of years. Um, and you know the Vikings are going to be running it a lot. I just, I just think this total is a little bit too high. Um, and then even if you look at the last six matchups, that kind of shows it. Um, so, yeah, I just I, – this is one of my favorite picks. I got Packers-Vikings under 46. Yeah, um, I think I would agree – I would tend to agree with you there. Not one of my picks, but uh, I think that these two teams just historically play tight, yeah. uh, tough, tough matchups, and they're not two teams I expect to be coming out of the gate explosive week one of uh, COVID football, so – you got agreement from me there. Fine. Out of time. <laughs> um, one of my picks I wanted to go over quick, and uh, you can call me square again if you want, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Chiefs over four, 54 and a half week one along with the Texans. I think this is going to be just a kind of a gunslinger type game. Obviously, we got Watson and Mahomes going head to head. I really, my biggest factor in this game is just, I think that the Texans, the Texans uh, wide receiving core is a little underrated. And I, I think it's been talked about as if Deshaun Watson has no receivers this year and he's going to have to do it all himself, yep. which obviously just on that massive, massive contract, he is going to have to do a lot himself. But I think Will Fuller, we saw their numbers last year when Fuller was taking snaps versus when he was off the field, drastically better when Fuller's on the field and obviously no Hopkins. So the whole defense is going to be shifted towards Fuller, but along with Cooks yeah. now, they got Cobb. wide receiving core, they got Cobb who really had a solid year last year. Yeah. I'm, underrated year. Sure. I mean, he had 800 plus yards last year in the Cowboys with the Cowboys. I think, I mean, obviously that role will be filled by CD Lamb. I think the Cowboys won't be missing him too much, but everyone's talking like Cobb was washed up and he still put up a decent amount of yards yeah, last year. So, I mean, they, got, they also have a help like I mean, David Johnson, David Johnson, he hasn't been good in a few years. But, I mean, if he's healthy, you never know. Like, he could – he's an upgrade at running back, I think, even if he's not healthy. So, yeah, exactly. I, I tend to agree that, that uh, the Texans are a little bit underrated, especially on the offensive side this year going into the year. Yeah. So, I think uh, – and, I mean, even Duke Johnson out of the backfield catching the ball. I think Deshaun Watson has weapons. And if Will Fuller stays healthy, I think they're really a team to watch out for, especially on the off offensive side of the ball. And I think if this was a uh, – we can argue about, you know, how these teams are going to come ready to play offensively week one versus defensively, like if there's an advantage on a certain yeah. side of the ball. But I think I'm kind of going to throw that out the window. I don't think I'm a good enough handicapper to figure that out. Yeah. Me, figure that out. So uh, I'm just going to take the over 54.5. I think if this game was being played week nine of the season, it would be more like 56 or 57. So I just think that's a little bit of a – low line and I'm taking Chiefs Texans over 54 and a half my first yeah pick. I yeah I was kind of on the same page where like I, I wasn't sure how the shortened you know preseason in camp would play out in terms of defense offense defense which is kind of why I just uh, didn't take the side there um, I could just see it going either way and I, I mean I like your logic there but it's just I don't agree or disagree it's just when I uh, I'm not going to be betting on just because you know, it's it's tough to say. And then, because you know, if you got a t if you got a over under at forty three, it's 
it's it's more likely that okay the offenses might not be playing great but the over could still hit whereas it's 54 and yeah, a half like, those offenses both got to play pretty dang well um but yeah i i don't think that's a bad pick i might have to bet it just because it's the first game of the season um, <laughs> but it's on my five and then i guess i'll just go right off that um we do also have some futures and while we're talking about the texans um one of my three futures that i really like is texans over seven and a half wins um, from bet online I think DeAndre Hopkins is really good. He's the top three receiver in the league, I think, no question. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know how many wins a receiver accounts for, even if it's you know that high of a high end of a guy. Um, and you know they won what ten? They won ten games last year. Um, mm-hmm. They, they brought in a lot of replacements. Like like you said, Cobbs, Cook, Fowler is really good if he's healthy. David Johnson could still be an above-average running back. Like, I don't think their offense will be that much worse, if any, than it was last year. Um, and then they still have, a, obviously, Deshaun Watson's a really good quarterback. Defense is where I'm a little bit concerned. Um, they're really aging with guys like Watt, and they lost Jonathan Joseph. Um, but I don't. I just don't think they got three games worse from last season, and I. I don't think their ten wins last season was a fluke. You know, they were a really good yeah. team last year, so I just think seven and a half is a little low. Yeah, I would uh, tend to agree with you on that. Like I was, I think we both agree. Receiving core a little underrated, and uh, I just think that while Bill O'Brien can get clowned as a GM, I I do think he's capable as a head coach, and yeah. honestly, sometimes even above average. So I think that. This is a team in a division that has no clear-cut favorite. I think they could definitely steal some games down yeah. the stretch and maybe even get to 10 wins again like last year. Yeah, I think I think Vegas is shooting for the people that are thinking, oh, what a terrible offseason they had. I mean, they didn't have a good offseason, but they didn't, I don't, they didn't get that much worse. So I think I think it's, the line is kind of set at, like, a spot where, like, people want to take the under because they think of, like, the big the big moves that went down like how bad they were but at the end of the day like Texans are an above average team still yeah I agree 100 percent you want to get um, into your one of your one of your either futures or we might as well just finish out the straight week one bets I just wanted to throw that out there while we we're talking about it yeah for sure um I, yeah I want to get into my uh next uh week one bet I'm going to be taking Browns plus eight uh going to Baltimore I think it's obviously Baltimore, the big team from last year, the hot team from last year, going to be interesting to see how they play this year. They come out of the gates firing, trying to redeem themselves from last year. But I really think uh, the Browns are going to step it up this year. And I know a lot of people say that every year for the last three or four years, it sounds like. But I really think with uh, the way they upgraded their offensive line this offseason, bringing in Conklin, getting some guys in the draft, and a lot also uh I just think OBJ and Jarvis Landry are gonna have solid years this year. I don't think Baker can play much worse than he did last year. I think Freddie Kitchens was an absolute cancer as a head coach. I really yeah. don't think he contributed anything to the team. Yeah. I mean, now they have a real offensive mind at head coach and Stefanski, so I think that's really gonna help them out. And Ravens, I think their defense is obviously it's gonna be a dog this year. Bring in Clayus Campbell. Although they did get rid of Earl Thomas, I don't think that's going to be that huge of a deal. No, if they were willing to just cut him. Yeah, if they were willing to just cut him, they can't really have that much faith in his 
his performance on the field. But um, yeah, so I like Browns plus eight week one. I think there's just so much that can happen in week one. A little bit of the way we were t- talking when I said my Chiefs pick, I don't really want to decide if offense or defense, whichever one's more valuable week one, whatever. I think there's so much that could go wrong COVID week one NFL. I'm going to keep saying that. Points. We're getting, yeah, we're getting more than a touchdown here. And this this could be just absolute, like, either way game, either way game in any of these week one matchups. So, yeah, I'm going to be taking the Browns plus eight. I think any team catching more than a touchdown week one, it's yeah. better to bet them than bet the favorite. I agree. Um, yeah, eight, eight points is a lot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, ag- I guess I don't agree or disagree with the, this pick again. I'm probably going to stay away from this game because obviously the Ravens are really, really good and the Browns are kind of hard to gauge. I, I do, however, kind of like uh, the Browns like season bets. Um, I think O line is really underrated when it comes to like how good a team is and they made a lot of improvements. They brought in Taylor Lewan. Um, they who they pick up in the draft, Worfs, I think. Yeah, that all I yeah, they picked up some. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm drawing a blank who they picked up, but I think it was Worfs um, or Thomas. No, I think it was Worfs. Anyway, um, Will Cedric Will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the Browns will be a lot better this year. It's just like like we've said a bunch of times, like. You never know in week one. Um, which yeah. Obviously applies to all bets, but like, again, yeah, it's I, just, like, I just think when you're catching more than a touchdown, like, we, you could argue these games are going to be more of a toss up than if they were being played in week 12. So, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, I guess I'll get into my next pick, um, second to last pick. This is also, this is probably my second second favorite play for this week I got the Seahawks minus one and a half um, another team that you really like the Falcons um, okay I don't really like the Falcons let's chill out um, but <laughs> let's try me under the bus it's kind of similar with the Lions to me like every okay, year okay. every the Falcons yes they do have the talent to be a pretty good team but they've had the talent to be a pretty good team the last four years and they haven't been outside of one year um, and you know, I think, I think people look at that talent and they say, oh, they're going to be a good team, but I don't really think they got that much better. They lost Austin Hooper. Yeah, they picked up Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley could be, I mean, he might not be anything. Like, you don't know if he can even run. Um, yeah, exactly. And then another thing is they brought in a new offensive coordinator. Their defensive corner only, only had like seven games last year. With this shortened offseason, I'm just going to be, at the beginning, like not even this isn't even the primary reason. I still would like Seahawks minus one and a half straight up in a normal game, uh, but I think I'm going to be fading teams with significant reshuffling, like this off season at least early on in the year because they haven't yeah. you know the camp and the preseason to work out the kinks. Like you look at the Packers last year, the offense in the beginning of the year, especially like the first game, they put up ten points and they put up three points in the first three and a half quarters. Obviously, that's just one example. I'm sure there's more. Um, yeah. But, like, who knows how this new offense is going to be. It's going to take time to figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, Falcons are at home, but I don't really know how, how much that's going to matter this year. Um, and, you know, the Seahawks are a veteran team, veteran coach. Uh, I just think they get the job done. Yeah. Uh, 
if I could just say one thing about your picks, the thing that would I, – I think the Seahawks are the better team for sure. And with the home field being reduced, obviously you can't really give the Falcons three for home field. The thing that scares me about this pick is West Coast teams are historically bad going East Coast and playing in those 1 o'clock Eastern start time slots. Yeah. And I mean, since it's a a week one game, like, I I don't think that's as big of a factor because they're not going to have – they're not going to be, like, 12 weeks into the season dreading this road trip. Like, it's week one. They're going to be ready to go for the game. But um, I'm, like – I lean Seahawks in this game as well, but I think that's just the reason I'm not betting it is that historically that's a very tough spot for West Coast teams. But – yeah, I don't think that invalidates your handicap. That's a good point. Um, definitely something to keep in mind as the season girls on, even even if it doesn't come into play in this matchup, it, it definitely will down the road for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got two more week one picks. I think – are you done with your week one picks? I have you got one more. more. I can okay. finish off or you can go and I can go. Again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get in uh, my last game for the – or last pick for the early games. I, I like uh, Eagles over 43 week one going up against the Redskins. I was, I've been thinking about this game a lot. Not the uh, most flattering matchup, not the most exciting matchup. Eagles, uh, actually, I think I said Redskins. Sorry about that. Washington football team. Um, <laughs> it's definitely going to be an adjustment saying that. Uh, it's going to be, I think, like San Diego Chargers still call them out every once in a while. But anyway, I like this over because, for a couple different reasons. Number one, and I think the biggest reason, is I think that the Redskins offense, Dwayne Haskins in particular, is being kind of underrated coming into the season. I really don't think he's a great quarterback at all, but I also think that he's being treated like he's uh, like he's the literal worst quarterback in the yeah, NFL, which I, I don't think he is. And, I mean, I understand looking at his numbers, looking at his tape from last year. Didn't have the best season at all, but – he really had no help last year. I mean, the whole franchise was just in turmoil. I think bringing in Ron Rivera, and obviously he's having problems of his own right now, but I just think setting a culture for this team has really is really going to help Haskins. And I think he's going to come in this season, and I would be willing to bet that he's going to finish the season. I, this is not a bold take at all, but compared to how some people view him, I think he's going to finish the season top 25 in QBR. I think he's going to play all 16 weeks. I really don't think he's going to be bottom seven, a bottom seven starter, or even if some starters get switched out, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I think he's going to have a, a solid season, perform for his team, get the ball to Terry McLaurin. I think week one, if they, if the Washington football team, sorry, is able to put up 20 points, that's all I need. I think this is quite a lock. So I really think over 43 in this game is a good pick. I think the Eagles are going to be able to give you four touchdowns unless Chase Young injures Carson Wentz on the first play. I think I like this pick quite a bit. Yeah. See, I think, I think this is one where you look at it and you say, okay, the Eagles, they're not a, you know, they're not a very explosive team. Just I'm saying without, without analyzing it at all, this is one yeah. where I would typically probably lean under just because the Redskins, you look at it, you say, okay, the Redskins have a, a even if they're, even if they're not terrible, like you say, like, 
no matter what, they're they're not yeah, a good. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not a sexy. Pick and the Eagles all. aren't aren't a very especially because you have that in your mind. Like, okay, Eagles last year, like they were not a good offense, but then you remember, oh, they actually had like four of the top four receivers out. Yeah, I think I think I think the Eagles' offense is going to be better than people think this year. I think Carson Wentz is a little underrated. Um, yeah, I think. So but well. I, I, I'm not sure about the Redskins' offense being improved. I think they'll be a little better. Um, but I do, I think I this is not really related to the pick. But I think I think that defense is going to surprise some people in the long term. I like I like the Redskins more than the Panthers and the Jags for sure this year as. You know, those yeah. two seller teams, I think they'll be probably the top team out of those three. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I mean, last thing I, I like about the Redskins this year, honestly, I love the fact that they got rid of Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Not that he's a terrible player or anything, but I just think you it's have a guy like Adrian him. Peterson on your team and you just you put him in the backfield and you run him 18 to 22 times a game. And, like, he's not a threat in the backfield to be a receiver at this stage in his career yeah. and in today's nfl i think that's kind of a hindrance on your offense to have a guy like peterson back there yeah you know, you're henry. gonna be running yeah yeah exactly like when you have derrick henry back there you know you're running but he still produces you have yeah. peterson back there you know you're run- the other team knows you're running and it just kind of stagnates your offense so i really i really am interested to see how booby gibson comes in and uh if he is their feature back if you can give them some dynamic play out of the backfield, catching passes, maybe some more schemed up run plays. I think that would be really good to see week one. But, uh, yeah, Eagles over 43. Um, and then my last play, pretty controversial. I'm going against a lot of trends here. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even – I thought the line would be lower. I'm going to take Saints minus three and a half. I, I was expecting – You thought the line was going to be lower, I, no, but I, you're still betting. I'm still going to take it. I still really like it. Um, okay. I thought the public would be all over the Buccaneers in week one, um, but they're not, uh, especially with the Saints trend of losing five straight opening games, five or six. Um, but like I said before, like the Buccaneers is literally new coach, new offense, new quarterback. Well, they had Arians last year. No, you're right. True. Um, but I mean, but like, if you, every, going I mean, from Brady to Jameis. Yeah. New yeah. everything. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. But anyway, I just Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I don't, I don't read much at all into the six straight opening gay losses. I think it's just variance at this point. Like, yeah, could could easily just be a fluke. They're, I don't. They're, I mean, they're going to be ready. Um, I don't know if the Buccaneers will. Um, I just think the Buccaneers are going to have some bumps along the way. Um, and I'm still not sold on that defense. They'll be okay. Um, and like I, I'm not a. I love Brady. He's the goat. Um, I still don't think he's a huge improvement on Jameis. He'll be. He's a lot different. He'll manage the game a lot better. Um, but that offense, I don't think is going to be putting up the points that they did last year. Um, yeah. If you're a longtime listener of the pod, you know my opinion on Jameis, and we know that I'm. Uh, he's the goat. Not ecstatic at all that they dropped him and went for Brady. I mean, I really. I, you can't blame the franchise, obviously. For making that move, but I really don't think it was in their best interest long term. Um, I don't know if this game was in week four and we saw a little bit from the Buccaneers, maybe I would take them. Yeah, um, and I think this game is a perfect example of how I was saying we we don't really want to get into the whole COVID. We don't want to argue about 
it's going to be good for this team, going to be good for this team, because I could understand an argument. You could lay out your argument for Saints haven't been good week one and week two in the past three seasons. This shortened off season is going to make that even worse. Yeah. And and it's like, okay, hammer the Bucks. But I could also see your argument for Bucks are just assembling a like totally new culture, totally new team, and they don't even get a preseason or a full yeah. training camp to do it. So get the Saints. I mean, yeah. I, I think you just have to throw that out the window. Yeah, I just think I just think the Buccaneers the I just think the Buccaneers whole new system is a lot more valid than the Saints struggling the last three years opening couple weeks. But you can you can you can play it both ways and I get what you're saying. Um I still think the Saints are just the better team too. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you 100 percent on that. But yeah, you could this is a tough one. This is probably my least of my least confident of my five plays. Um but if I had yeah, I don't I don't hate the pick at all. I think if I if you for, were forcing me to take to take a side on the game, I would probably take the Bucks really only because you're getting the hook on the three and a half. Yeah. If it was three, I'd for sure take Saints, but I, I really think the Saints are the better team as well. And I mean, with the smaller home field advantage, I think this this line is really saying that the Saints are two two and a half points better, which I would agree with. Yep. All right, you want to get into your last pick? Yeah. Uh, so my last pick for uh, week one is honestly maybe my most square one. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys minus three in prime time. Uh, You've had a lot of gonna... square picks. I don't know if that's the most square. <laughs> uh, square sports pod, baby. <laughs> um, I think probably a lot of the public going to be on this one with me, but I am riding the Cowboys this year. I think they're going to be much improved from last year. And it's not even necessarily that their roster got all that much better. I just think that last year, if you guys have listened to other podcasts, you listen to other people that are in the media, I think everyone's riding the fact that the Cowboys stats last year were so much better than their records. And I think I'm riding that train as well. I think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. I think the three, three-headed three monster they have at wide receiver with uh, Amari Gallup, your boy Gallup. Yes, sir. And uh, C.D. Lamb. I think I think that's going to be great for them. And it's going to be tough for opposing defenses to stop. And obviously, Zeke will be good this year. I'll be honest, I, was, I am fading Zeke in fantasy this year. Don't think he's going to be – as good as he has been in previous really, years. I'm kind of the other way on him, but other way around. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to hinder their offense in any way. Oh no, he's he's still going to be a great running back for them. So skill positions, you could argue Dallas is way high up there in the league. I'd probably put him at second behind. I mean, second or third. I think yeah, I think you, you got Ravens Chiefs, Chiefs over him. Ravens Chiefs. I honestly boys, don't I think. think he. I don't. I don't know if you. If we're not. I don't know if you take the Ravens over him really. Because, I mean, other than I mean, Lamar. Yeah. I think I they mean, have wide receiver in court. Yeah. They got Mark so Andrews. It's close. Cowboys. I just think Lamar is a lot better than – it's it's pretty close between those two. But, they're, okay. I mean, yeah, either way, fair. they're either way top better. three. Yeah. Great, great skill position team. Lost Byron Jones in the offseason. That does suck. But I think this Rams team isn't a team where you really match up your best corner on one guy and then focus on the rest of the receivers. I don't think that's going to be as big of a deal for them in week one. It might be down the, down the line, but I mean, even in their division, losing your lockdown corner, isn't that big of a deal. 
I mean, obviously you don't want to just lose him, but we'll see what happens. I don't think Byron Jones would have – I don't think sticking Byron Jones on Robert Woods week one or Cooper Cup week one or whoever it was was really going to have that big of an impact on the game because yeah. either of those guys taking away Jared Goff will just throw the other one. So I just think uh, Rams are going to be a little down this year. Cowboys, I think they're going to score a lot of points. Probably let up a lot of points, but I think they're going to score more. And uh, Cowboys minus three week one That's what I'm riding yeah. See, this, this is another team that's always overhyped in the preseason, but this time I'm buying into it. I think the Cowboys will be really good. I think Dak's really good. Um, I think they'll one of top three, if not the best offense in football. Their secondary is a little concerning, but I tend to agree. I, re- I do agree with this pick. However, I'm just going to remind you that the Rams are at home this game, and that you know what that means. Jared Goff, Jared Goff will actually home, be functioning. Like, he's probably putting up 300 yards minimum. That's probably true. <laughs> uh, but all jokes aside, I, I'm not I'm not high at all on the Rams this year. I don't think many people are. Yeah. Um, and I think the Cowboys will be really good, so I definitely agree with this pick. Yeah. Um, so there, that does it for our uh, week one pick. Uh, you want to just call yours out again? Yeah, so I have Bears plus three. How about I'll go in order of hammer it the most to maybe give it a sprinkle. (laughs) So my best pick is Seahawks minus one and a half. Uh, My second pick is Packers under 46. My third pick is Bears under 44. My fourth pick would be Bears plus three. And my least confident pick is Saints minus three and a half. All right, and then doing the same thing, going from best bet to least confident of the five, I'm going Eagles over 43 as my best bet. Browns plus eight, number two. Cowboys minus three in the middle. Lions minus three, and then Chiefs over 54 and a half. All right, and just a reminder, we will be keeping track, and maybe we'll be posting some standings on Twitter or whatever it may be. Um, Along with we currently have Lions team total, 23 i got the over same man got the under yep um so with that i guess we'll get into i already gave one of my futures so if you want to start just so we can yeah. finish at the same time yeah i'll start it off so um i have i'm not gonna lie i've been looking through the futures quite a bit that's just one of the things i like to do in off season grind through the win totals grind through the division odds see what looks interesting to me i think props honestly have been the most interesting to me this off season there's a couple right out the gate that I like a lot. Uh, first one I'm going to start with is Gurley rush yards under 825 and a half. Uh, I really just think that if you look through the Falcons team stats, just in general, over the last two or three years, hasn't been a lot of rushing the, running the ball. And I mean, I think most people can picture that with the Falcons, just their team makeup. And I don't think adding Todd Gurley is really going to force them to run the or make them feel like they have to run the ball a lot. They are probably paying him a little more than, I mean, most people would recommend. I think a lot of NFL teams get trapped in that, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that – I don't see Todd Gurley – I mean, even if he plays 16 games, which we could argue that, I really don't think he will. But even if he plays 16 games, I don't see him getting more than 15 to maybe 18 carries a game. Yeah. I think they're going to really utilize their secondary backs who aren't even that good, but I don't think – you can run Todd Gurley into the ground for all the season and expect him to last. So yeah. I think I think this under eight twenty five and a half is good from the angle of 
it's likely that Gurley doesn't play that many, doesn't play the full season. And I think in season long NFL player props, that's just, you should, if you're taking, if you're betting every player prop, you should be betting the unders. Yeah. So I, I think from the standpoint of him not playing most likely every game, but we're, we don't want to rely on that. I think just the fact that the way his knees have acted up yeah. the last couple of seasons, I don't think even if he does play every game, he's not going to be carrying the ball 20 plus times a game. Yeah. And he's not, he's also not going to be averaging five yards a carry. I'll be surprised if Gurley averages more than four yards a carry this season. I don't love that offensive line in terms of run blocking. They they set it up to protect Matt Ryan. That's how it's been for the past five years. I don't think that this team is built to run the ball. I'm going to be taking Gurley under 825.5. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, well, um, yeah, he averaged 3.8 last year per carry, which is pretty really bad for him. Um, yeah. I think I think if he plays the whole season, I would bet on him to go over. Um, but I, if he played if he plays sixteen games, I would be shocked. Um, so I guess that's where I'm not going to be betting it, just because I don't want to bet on someone to get injured. Yeah, but he probably will. Um, <laughs> so I. I I don't mind the pick, but I guess I'm coming from a different standpoint from you as to why I don't mind it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, one of the features I have in addition to the Texans win total over, um, I didn't get into as much of the nitty-gritty player props as you. Um, I just think they're a lot less predictable with injuries and such, um, as well as, like, you don't really know, like, who's going to be – featured a ton which you can definitely get an edge from um, yeah but without a preseason a camp and stuff I think it's more of a shot in the dark than ever before in terms of like how many carries Gurley's going to get and you know is yeah. is XYZ sure. going to be like the number one wide out in the new team or whatever um but anyway the next pick I have is Titans to win their division at plus 170 um a couple reasons for this I really don't think Philip Rivers is good anymore. Um, you look at the Chargers last year, yeah, they got decimated by injuries. Um, but Rivers really hasn't had a top 12 quarterback season in four or five years at this point. Um, and the Colts, I don't know. In, in general, with Rivers, I don't think Rivers is much. He might be slightly above average. Um, and they do have a lot of running backs. But um, other than that, I mean, they got T.Y. Hilton. They'll be in and out of the lineup all year. We know that. Um, I just don't see a ton of love about the Colts' offense. And their defense is decent. And, again, like slightly above average. Um, I just don't see the Colts putting up enough points to win a ton of – I mean, they'll be they'll be good. They'll be 9-7. and seven. They'll be 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 10-6. and six. Um, And then the Texans, yeah, they, they just lost their best player. I do like them to, you know, win 8 eight, nine games, maybe seven games. I think this division will be tight. Um, I just – I don't love Bill O'Brien to win the division again. They may still have a defense – a good offense, um, but I think that defense is aging fast, which kind of contradicts my um, Texans over seven and a half, but uh, – which kind of the main point that takes me over on this bet is I think the Titans will be really good. Um, I think Tannehill is going to be just – he might not be as good as he was last year, but if he can be a top-ten quarterback, 
uh, like he was last year at the end of last year, I think he'll be top three team in the, in the AFC, probably number three. Um, Derrick Henry, we all know him. He's the best peer runner in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. And then they got a pretty young offense. They got guys like A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, not exactly young anymore. They got a young tight end in Jonu Smith. Um, yeah, they lost Taylor Luan, but they did bring in some guys in the draft. Um, I just think looking at the Titans end to last year, I personally don't think it was a fluke. I just think I think the NFL is kind of starting to trend back towards running the football a little more. Is that's how you win games if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a top five quarterback. Um, and I think that that strategy will just be really successful. And I just really like Mike Vrabel leading that team to the, the division title. And you're getting plus 170 on it. Um, I think that's pretty good odds. I think they're clearly the favorite in my eyes. Yeah, um, I, I kind of tend to agree with you on that. I think the Texans are going to have a good year. And I think it's going to be a competitive division. I, I mean, besides the Jags, I think the oh, Texans yeah. and the Colts and the Titans are all going to be up there. But I also think that the Titans are – I think they're going to win the games they're supposed to win. I don't know if we can say that necessarily about the Colts and the Texans. And I just see the Titans being a more disciplined team, taking yeah. care of business and getting to nine wins at the absolute minimum. Yeah, I just see a lot of question marks around the Colts and the, and the Texans. Yeah, I like that pick. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, all right, so my second pick is going to be – I'm going against one of my guys that I uh, irrationally love in fantasy year in, year out. Not necessarily this year, though. Robbie. Good. I'm taking Robbie Anderson receiving yards <laughs> under 775 and a half. Um, I love – Robbie Anderson, he's a he's a fun downfield threat to watch. He's he's good for a twenty five point week in fantasy every Once season at least. <laughs> and he, and he's, you're going to be kicking yourself if you didn't play him that week. But just the way that Robbie Anderson plays downfield threat, I just I, he really doesn't fit with this Panthers offense and with Teddy Bridgewater. And that seems like such an obvious thing to say, but when you look at his stats. First four seasons in the league, receiving yards, 587, 941, 752, 779. So we went over twice, under twice of the 775.5 number. But last two seasons, 752, 779, right around this number. Seeing 95 targets a year those last two seasons. I really do not see Robbie Anderson seeing six targets a game in this Carolina Panthers offense. And if he does, I really don't think they're going to be the type of targets that allow him to get down the field catching 40-yard balls. Teddy Bridgewater has historically shown, especially since his injury, that he's not going to be slaying the ball down the field. And I think betting on Robbie Anderson to be your deep threat with, along with Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe if Teddy Bridgewater was able to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill, I would like his downfield threat. But I just don't think Robbie Anderson is the type of wide receiver that's going to make his quarterback better. Yeah, and I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to want to be taking those shots down the field, and I think he's going to be more checking down to McCaffrey, getting the ball to DJ, Curtis Samuel, even getting the ball to Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I I just really don't see uh, Robbie Anderson taking advantage of that offense this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, He's he's at best the third option behind DJ Moore and McCaffrey in the passing game, and he's not you know he's not going to be running. 
15 yard outs. Yeah, exactly. He's going to um, be running yeah. posts or just go routes. And I mean, if he's running posts to the middle of the field, I don't think that's Bridgewater specialty. And I know go routes aren't Bridgewater specialty. So. Yeah. I just, and you know, at the Jets, like they didn't have much talent. He was, he was kind of their only source of offense. Throw it up to Robbie. Not only source, but one of their main sources. Yeah, he was I, there. I, I don't think this Panthers offense will be bad this year. I think they're a competent offense. They don't need to go. They don't need to have Teddy Bridgewater just chuck it to chuck 50-50 balls like the Jets did last year. Exactly. So I I definitely agree with this pick. Uh, as much as as much fun as Robbie is to watch, I yeah. don't think he's set up for success as well as he was in New York. Um, All right. Well, uh, you want to get to your last feature? Yeah. So this one, I have the Cardinals over seven and a half wins. It's a pretty square bet. Um, yeah, I was about to say, you're coming at me for being square. You got Cardinals over seven and a half. Um, but I just, yeah, you might say second-year second, second year quarterbacks haven't been great in recent history. You know, you look at guys like Trubisky and Darnold and Rosen or Allen wasn't even great. Um, but not, you, you remember none of them none of them won offensive rookie of the year and none of them had had the weapons that Kyler has Absolutely I just think not. I just think Kyler is a lot better than any of those guys that maybe didn't have good sophomore seasons um, I think they have the potential to be a top 10 offense this year easily um, I think Kyler Murray is going to be really good and with the hop there and Kenny and Drake out of the backfield, I think that offense is going to be pretty good. And I think, I yeah. think their defense, their defense isn't isn't good. It's it's not a not a top ten unit by any stretch. Um, but if you if you look at their their roster, um, they got they did get S- Simmons in the draft as well as Byron Murphy. That'll help help shore them up. Um, they got Devondre Campbell as a new middle linebacker. He'll he's a, he was a stud last year. Um, I just think. If you look, if you look at their three, three guys, they have three guys on on the defensive side of the football that are going to be, that are elite: Chandler Jones, Patrick Pat Peterson, and I think, I think Simmons is going to be amazing. Um, and if you have, if you have three guys, one at each level, that's a stud. I think, and the rest of their guys aren't aren't huge names, but as long as they can play okay, I think this defense is going to be middle of the road. Um, but I see that offense being, you know, a top 10, top eight unit. Um, yeah. and I like, I like Cliff Kingsbury in his second year also, um, kind of getting his feet under him. Um, I don't see them contending for a Super Bowl, but I could definitely see them winning you know, eight or nine games um, and contending for that division. Yeah, I think uh, this Cardinals team is for sure going to be competitive this year. Just tough, such a tough division that they're in, and uh, yeah, that's true. I just I don't have. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I don't know. I I think the Rams aren't very good, but then yeah, they do have the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, but I don't know. I I just I just really like that offense. Um, I think they can go out there and win any game with that offense. Um, put up 42 points in a shootout and win. Yeah, that's but there's totally. definitely some downsides like the division that you talk about and other things. Yeah, I think they're going to be a competitive team this year. I really don't have a lean either way on the over-under. But I'm not I, – I, I totally see your point. Seth. I think they could very easily go over this number. Honestly, the thing I'm most excited about is to see uh, Kingsbury's 
five wide sets and see Hopkins out there with Kurt, like the Kirk and Fitzgerald and Andy Isabella, see how those guys are going to fit together and uh, yeah, see how definitely. Kyler's going to distribute the ball this year. I think it's going to be fun to watch. And then another one that I'm not, I'm not going to pull on yet, but I'm, I'm watching it. Um, you know, I love my Broncos this year. Um, Absolutely. And with Von Miller, I don't know if you saw the news earlier today, but he's yeah, uh, sure. out for the season. They're at seven and a half right now. If on the off chance it gets 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 down to seven, um, I don't think it will. But you know, you never know with the public. They may push it down uh, as response to this news. I would I would take it at seven, just because I don't think Von Miller is. I mean, he's good. He's old. I don't think he's all that he's shaking up to be. I would I would take the Broncos at seven. I think they get at least seven wins. But I think it's likely that they get seven wins, so I'm gonna stay away at seven and a half. Um, but I'm definitely, definitely looking at that line. Obviously, these future lines don't move like these game lines, um, so it's unlikely that it'll go down to seven. But if I can find it at seven on any, anywhere, I would definitely take it. Yeah, um, I think if it moves down to seven, I would like it a lot as well. I mean, obviously, it sucks for them to have. Von Miller going out, but hopefully Bradley Chubb's gonna kind of do what he did last year yeah. when Chubb went out and fill the fill the void and take yeah, over as that I, uh, elite pass rusher. Obviously, you can't bet based on this, but I saw a couple reports saying that they're looking at Miles Jack to bring in. Obviously, he's not a like for like replacement for Khalil Mack, but I think he still proves that defense a lot if they do get yeah. him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, all right, so my last future, I am going to go with. Kenny Galladay over 1,149 and a half receiving yards, or I also like over seven and a half receiving touchdowns. Uh, I'm huge on Kenny Galladay this year in fantasy. I think he's going to have a great year. His stats last year, 1190 and 11 with eight playing eight or seven and a half, I guess we could say games with Jeff Driscoll and David Blau as his starting quarterback. I think that Stafford's going to have a great year this year. We could argue about how many games the Lions are going to win, but I think their offense is going to be pretty efficient. And I just see Kenny Galladay having his breakout year this season. I think he's going to end the year as a top five fantasy wide receiver. And I just really see him popping out this year. I think he's in this division. I really don't see a great shutdown corner that's going to – I mean, I know Jair, Jair Alexander's good. I know the Bears have a solid defense. I know the Vikings are always solid on defense, but I mean, the Vikings also love Xavier Rhodes. It's going to be interesting to see who they throw at him. I just think Kenny Galladay is going to have a great season this year. Matt Stafford feeding him the ball. Doesn't have to worry about backups, hopefully. I think Stafford should stay healthy this season. And uh, I'm just going to be Ryan Kenny. I think he's a great wide receiver. Runs routes really well. I'm not your uh, your football coach who knows everything about how wide receivers should run their routes. I just know I see Kenny Galladay get a lot of separation when I watch these games back. And I'm really just really excited to see how he's performed this year with a full season in Stafford. And uh, I'm going to be riding his overs. Uh, yeah. I The one thing that concerns me a little bit is he was targeted a lot more with those, those two backups guys in there than he was with Stafford. Um, but that could obviously just be a fluke. I mean, he played with Stafford for eight games last year. Maybe he had a nagging injury. You know, eight games isn't a, isn't a sample size for me to, like, say, okay, he's, Stafford doesn't like him as a target, obviously. But that is a little concerning. And then I, I, 
I do like Marvin Jones a little bit. Um, I think he could have a, a good year. He had a really good end to last year. Um, and, you know, 1,150 receiving yards is quite a bit. I know the Lions are going to be airing it out a lot. Um, but I'm a little hesitant um, just because I like Marvin Jones. You haven't seen Galladay and Stafford, those two guys' combination really explode yet. Um, but I definitely think Galladay has a lot of potential to be, you know, maybe top top five, top ten in yards. But I think there's a potential that, you know, he puts up 850. But I, yeah, it's not a bad. I don't, I don't agree or disagree with that bet again. Like, I get what you're saying, and he could easily, he could easily top that. Um, like every bet, it's not, it's not a, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it could go either way for sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm riding uh, Kenny Galladay over on yards and touchdowns, Robbie Anderson yards under, and Gurley rush yards under for my yeah. futures. And then my three are Texans over seven and a half, Cardinals over seven and a half, and the Titans to win their division at plus 170. Yeah, my I think, favorite uh, bet is Texans over seven and a half. My favorite for my props would be uh, – the Robbie Anderson receiving yards under, under 775 and a half. And then I see that you have a, a couple of comments to make about Drew Locke, uh, my guy Drew, uh, <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, yeah, uh, not a huge deal. Just wanted to touch on briefly. I do think that the Broncos are going to be improved this year. I think it's tough to argue that. But I think the Drew Locke height might be getting just a little out of hand. And maybe it was just getting out of hand more or so in the middle of the summer when we wanted to have something to talk about with football. But I think he's going to be good this year. I just don't see – I don't think this Broncos offense is going to be all it's cracked up to be. Jerry Judy, rookie receiver, I think he's going to be great. But I think rookie receivers are going to have a tough time this year. And I don't think with a quarterback that started three or four games last year that that's going to be easy chemistry to get going. I think Sutton will have a great year, obviously. He's my guy. But um, I did want to fade Drew Locke a little bit in the season-long prop bets. But after looking at him, his touchdown prop was a little low. It was like 24 and a half, something like that. The yards was a little low. It was under 4,000. I just, I couldn't fade him at that low. So maybe I just have this perception in my mind that the market's way higher on him than he actually is. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, um, uh, not loving Drew Locke this season, but I think he'll be solid. Yeah, I mean, I'll be a system quarterback. I think that offense is good enough where he's not going to have to play out of his mind for the Broncos to be somewhat successful. Um, but, Again, he might he's a system quarterback, so he's not gonna put up not gonna put up huge numbers, I agree. Yeah. Um so do you wanna wrap this one up by giving maybe a Super Bowl prediction before we start off the NFL season? Yeah, sure. I haven't really thought about this a ton. Um the NFC is tough. I think it's pretty wide open. The one thing I'll say is I think I think I think the forty nine forty niners will be caught on to a little bit, you know. Teams have enough full, a full off season to like review tape and and look at them. I, I don't think that offense is that talented. It's I mean they didn't put up huge numbers last year, um, but again on the playoffs they put up 300 rushing yards against the Packers. They were they were a decent offense, scoring and yardage wise, and I, I don't see the talent there for that to continue. I think it was more the the coaching and the system. Yeah, I'm going to agree and with you, you look, on that you look, at, you look at past teams like the Bears, 
after that one year of you know Nagy coming in, completely blowing up the offense. Yep. They had a really good year with a below average skill team or skill. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great comparison and as then, well because you look at the Bears offense from that or Bears defense from that year. Excuse me. Yeah. And the Bears defense from that year forced so many turnovers, got a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Had an edge player outperform mm-hmm. expectations. I think it's a great comparison. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, the Bears defense was still good the next year, but it wasn't. I think the I think the I think both sides of the football played a little bit above their talent level. Uh, but in AFC, it's obviously between two teams for most people. I still like the Chiefs a little more than the Ravens. Um, and you still haven't seen that last step from Lamar yet in the playoffs, whether you believe in that or not. Um, I think it'll be the, the AFC championship game this year, but I just think Mahomes is still the superior thrower of the football and the superior quarterback in general. Uh, Obviously, he's a better there. thrower, but he's I, I, I'd say he's still the better quarterback, and the better quarterback wins a lot of games in the playoffs. So I'm going to go Chiefs. Boy, NFC. I don't, I don't want to go Cowboys – because I'm going to look stupid, but if I had to pick a team, I would probably take Cowboys. Um, and that, that Super Bowl would be really fun. Um, All right, well, I guess we're just going to steal my thunder then. Is that, is that what you have? <laughs> I have uh, – Oh, I didn't even see Chiefs, that. Chiefs over Cowboys in this year's Super Bowl. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I still have to pick a winner. All right, uh, yeah. Well, you're thinking about your winner. All right, um, you can go ahead and. I just think, I just think the Chiefs are such a good team. They really didn't lose much at all from last year. Return all their weapons. besides Damian Williams, but replace him with Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Little shout out to myself. Picked <laughs> him to be the first running back selected in the draft. You were actually gonna take him, take him in the first round too, but then you said it was gonna look stupid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh yeah, I just think the Chiefs are going to be a, a dog this year. They're going to be a tough out. And who knows what could happen in the playoffs, but I don't see the Ravens beating them. And I just think it, it's so tough for an NFL team to repeat, but, you know, I'm going to take the chalk this year. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win it. And I think the Cowboys are going to come out of the NFC. I think the NFC is pretty wide open. I could see a case for the 49ers, although you might have debunked that a little bit. I could see a case for the Saints. I'll listen to a case for the Bucks, although I won't agree with it. And pack. I think the pack, eh, I mean, I think they could be competitive in the playoffs, but I don't think they're a real threat. Vikings could be competitive in the playoffs. I don't think they're a real threat. Same with the Eagles. But, I mean, like, all those teams are going to be competitive. But I, I do think the Cowboys are going to end up coming out of the NFC. They got that weapons on offense, like we said. Your quarterback's going to win you some games. Honestly, the best quarterbacks are in the AFC, in my opinion. Yeah. And okay. other than Russ, I think that Dak's one of the better cow- uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. So, yeah, Chiefs over Cowboys. That's my Super Bowl prediction. Hold me to it. We'll see what happens this season. Yeah, I'm actually – I you stole a little bit of my thunder with the matchup. I'm going to steal a little bit of yours with the with the winner. Um, <laughs> I swear we didn't. I swear we didn't set this up beforehand. I didn't even know that we were going to talk about this. Um, but again, again, I just, I don't think Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl coach. I think that has to play some role into it. I have maybe a little bit of bias against him from when he was a Packers guy. Um, but I, again, and that Cowboys, neither of these defenses is going to be great, but you just, you can't stop that Chiefs offense and it's hard to bet against the Chiefs, like you said. 
So I'm gonna take. Yeah. So what's this? What's the Super Bowl final? Thirty-eight, <laughs> thirty-one. At least. It's gonna like be refreshing it. to have you know another one of those after. Well, I, I, last year wasn't bad, but I want to see a shootout, a close shootout in the Super Bowl coming down to the last possession. I think this the Super Little Bowl Eagles would give pass us, action would give us that once again. Yeah, I think. I mean, hey, overall, I could not be more excited for the NFL season. Can't wait for it to come back. You know, I've been stirring around watching a little NBA playoffs, but nothing like the NFL, baby. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for tuning in. And yeah. we will see you guys in the future. And yeah. uh, make sure to tail all of our plays. We will <laughs> keep track of our winners and losers on Twitter. And, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs>